be or not to be. Faithless is he that says farewell in the road dark. Do what is meaningful and not what is expedient. That is the question. Bros before bros. Welcome back to the Pros Before Bros podcast. I am your host, Kenny Chesser, and with me as always, my good friend and partner in crime, James Crocker. What's good, man? Uh, good, nice weather. Good, good, uh, good to be back here again. I disagree. Today we had an after event at the church and we thought like when the planning <laughs> session to be nice in fall, we were sweating. It was like, we planned it for be outside and it was nice for summer weather, but for fall weather, it was hot. Very, very hot. <laughs> Which kind of made me glad that I'm, I'm not a new member of the church because I was in an air conditioned Mexican restaurant. <laughs> did, you see, uh, did you see Santa Claus today? He was not there today. Okay. So. Okay. Well, we are very excited today. We on the, we have a first on for the pros before bros podcast. We have a guest sitting in with us and we're keeping in themes. Me and James are bros going back way, way, way back, at least 25 years. And so today we have another longtime friend joining us, ladies and gentlemen, Ramsey Callahan. What's good, man? Nothing. Nothing is good. <laughs> hey, he hadn't changed a bit. <laughs> Same old Ramsey. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Well, Ramsey, um, actually, before I became a reader, I knew Ramsey was a reader back when we were, uh, I was a teenager. I think Ramsey was a teenager when we met because I was a young teenager. And then I've known Ramsey since then my whole life. We hit it off almost immediately. We both hated people and hated each other. And we found companionship in our hate for one another. <laughs> and enjoyed talking about it. That's right. That's right. No, that's not necessarily true. But um, we're so excited to have Ramsey on. Like I said, he's been a reader for a long time. Uh, he reads different type books than I do. And so I'm excited about talking about Ramsey's book today. Ramsey, last week, uh, me and James talked about books that we stopped reading and we we talked about our reasons for why we you know I, I had a personal struggle I never wanted to stop reading because I had this sunk cost fallacy or I had like this prideful if I'm starting I'm going to finish it but then I had this revelation it's like some of them you just got to stop because there's more books out there I was curious is there any books recently or one that you could just off the top of your head that you started reading you're like you know what I can't do this <laughs> Yeah, um, you know, I've had a couple of books that I, I hadn't finished. It's funny, the book we're going to talk about today, at one point, I didn't finish. Ooh. Um, I read, I don't know, probably six, eight chapters in, and I don't know, I think I got busy with whatever and just didn't finish it and came back to it later. Um, it's a really good book, but but yeah, I did uh, I did put it down for probably probably more than a year before I picked it back up. Wow. Let me ask you this. Like, usually when you stop reading, like, is it... Is it basically, is it like just a time of life you want to put it back? Or is it like, is there things that turn you off? Like, I don't know for sure. I've had books that, um, like, I just can't, either can't get in with the story or I do a lot of audible and, you know, sometimes a narrator can, can do it for me. Right. I just, I can't, I can't deal with the voice. So yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember. That's a, that's a good point. There was a book that I had read. Um, and I literally was like, this is great content, but this guy, I, I'm going to go have to get the hard copy <laughs> yeah. of this one because I can't make it through this audio. Yep. That's right. That's right. Yep. Very, very good. Okay. Well, we're going to get right into it today. Um, we were keeping with our format where we're going to all talk about a book and we've got an extra, uh, guest today. So we're, I'm going to be brief in mind. We don't want to give, we want to give Ramsey a full slate to talk about his. Um, and so actually, why don't we just start with Ramsey then 
and we'll we'll see how it goes. We're um, um, he he texted me the book. Uh, we've been I've, when we started this show. Ramsey was one of the first ones I sent a link to. Um, we were talking about my other podcast, and I was like, "Hey, you got to check this out." Um, and again, we go way back, and so we we spent a lot of uh, times together making fun of one another and having a good time with with the Crocker boys and the Cliftons and, and the Chesters, as it were. And uh, and so when I sent him this, like me and James are doing this, and I immediately I told James like we got to have Ramsey on. He he's just he's one of the bros, and we got to talk about pros with him. And so tell me about the book. You sent me the title, and uh, I was already intrigued. Tell me what the name of it is, and just a brief overview. Yep. So uh, the book is Undaunted Courage uh, by Stephen Ambrose, um, and it's a, a biography of Meriwether Lewis. Um, so uh, you know, starts out literally the day he's born, um, which is just before the Revolutionary War. Um, and then goes all the way through uh, until his death. Um, and so there are kind of three sections to the book. Um, one is kind of what led up to the Lewis and Clark expedition, which is what he's famous for. Um, and then the, the expedition itself is the majority of the book. And then, uh, you know, there's, I don't know, six, eight chapters at the end about his life after, um, after uh, the expedition. Wow. So this is a hefty read then. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so uh, I... I did paperback or I did Kindle and audio. Um, and so it's like 600 pages. Okay. Um, 17 hours, I think something like that. Okay. Um, I, you know, I've kind of gotten into a bad habit with podcast. I'll listen to them at 120 or 130%. Right. And I do that on books too now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, honestly, a lot of them record so slow. Yeah. I think they do it. So they, they expect people to speed yeah. it up and it doesn't, um, yeah. mess with the quality of the high Yeah, what pitch. I found is over time, like for any given narrator, I can slowly bump it up. And in this one, I was listening, at one point, I was listening at 1.4. Um, oh, yeah. Like, you don't notice it once you get used right. to it. exactly. I, I People that listen to books with me in the car, and they're not used to it. They look at me some like, like yeah. a two-headed animal, you know, just like a freak. But like, I promise you, I'll pause it, and I'll give you everything he just said. But once you get in that. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Ambrose, now I think we talked about this before, but just to clarify for our listeners, he's the guy that wrote Band of Brothers, right? Yep. Yep, he did Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers okay. is still to this day the the greatest depiction of war and the uh, the bonds um, that yeah, form. For sure. uh, I, I absolutely loved it. Uh, just quick confession: when you told me that you were bringing Ambrose, I was like, "Well, I've never read Ambrose, and I love biographies." I went and I got um, that book, but it's it's like a sixteen week wait at my library, um, and so Band of Brothers was there, and I was like, "Hey!" And so I got it. And it was, I was so disappointed because it was an abridged version. Um, but it, I, I really enjoyed his writing style. Yeah. So I think I'm going to enjoy the, the Mary with the Lewis book. Yeah. So um, I, I, we were talking earlier and I mentioned um, Hardcore History. The same person who recommended this book to me had recommended Hardcore History with Dan Carlin. Right. And I find the way he writes is really similar to how Dan Carlin like delivers, you know, a history lesson. So it's absolutely um, yeah, and I think very it entertaining. Was, and it was you that recommended Hardcore History to me. Years ago, yeah. and I started. I think I recommended it to James, and I recommended right. it to other guys at the church. Dan Carlin, if you are not, if you're a podcaster listener, you listen to our podcast. We're amateurs. Yeah. Go listen to the King. Sure. Carlin is amazing. Yeah. I would start with maybe Blueprints for Armageddon if you like war stuff, and if you're ready for your stomach to be turned, go go into the wrath <laughs> wrath of the cons. Yeah, it is. It is something. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, if Dan Carlin had read this book, that's the only way it would be. It would be better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love. You know what, Carlin? A little, uh, when I first started listening to it, he was one of the kind of guys that annoyed me. I don't oh, know. Really? What, 
it was when he would talk like this. And he like, oh, yeah. I, and he, he had some weird <laughs> enunciations for some words. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. It's almost like Canadian in inflection, like a boot or a, a, I can't remember what it was, but there's some word he, it was in the blueprint of Armageddon that he, he kept repeating. I was like, that's not how that goes. Have you ever read a Dan Carlin book? I haven't. They, I, I think I'm on a waiting list. Uh, Cause it was, it came out last year, but he wrote, um, what was that one? It's basically near misses of the end of the world, like all oh, the, yeah. all the times like that the, the Cuban world missile almost, crisis. Yeah, 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 all the times that the world almost ended, uh, and the end is always near is the name of it. Uh, I was I was curious if you had read that. Um, speaking of band of the brothers uh, or band of brothers, I that took me back to a memory with a, with you guys. You bo- you guys were in college when that came out yes, and yes, y'all yes. were telling me cuz I was not in college I was still in high school y'all were coming back on the weekends and telling me Kenny you got to watch Band of That's Brothers That's right we probably were watching some illegal watching satellite on, TV on our, boot, on our bootleg satellite <laughs> That's exactly but, uh, right That's right now that was back when y'all were living together um dating in college right was <laughs> <laughs> really, it's been 20 years, and the joke is still just as bad as it was then. <laughs> it was it was a great joke, because I didn't go as deep as I normally did, because I'd always say something about the shower, and you would always say that was on Ben and James' side. <laughs> That's right. They're into the house. My end of the you house is completely different. James says, I have my own shower. That's right. Completely different. <laughs> they share, but not at the same time. Yeah. I want to be <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's that was great. But yeah, I remember y'all y'all would come back on the weekends right. and you were like, Kenny, you will love because y'all knew I had affinity with with history and, and war specifically and man. Yeah, because they didn't release that, all at the same time. They were right, releasing it, once right. a week. It was yeah. like a mini series and yep. man, that it didn't miss. Now have y'all heard this that I've heard that the same group is gonna work on another World War Two. You know, they did Band of Brothers, they did Pacific, and I think what I heard they're gonna do something with like uh some uh, I don't know if it's the Air Force, but some uh, fighter uh, jets or whatever, and do the same. I don't know if Tom Hanks was and Spielberg was was involved with it. I think because uh, somebody told me that they're doing a podcast right now talking about it, and they've had Hanks on the first podcast talking about oh, yeah. uh, Easy Company. Yeah. So when I was looking about this book, I think they actually did a mini series on HBO of of this book. Really? Funny. Yeah. Oh, I have to check it out. Yeah, I, I, love I haven't stuff. seen it either. But. Okay. Another another uh, side note here. <laughs> Y'all remember um, Almost Heroes? Of yeah. course, of course. <laughs> that was that was also a memory of us because that came out when we were all now, teenagers. Now, that movie's historically accurate, right? right. <laughs> That's right. Do you remember this? If you guys out there are not listening or have not watched this uh, movie, Chris Farley and Matthew Perry uh, of Friends fame, Chandler, um, they they are on a race <laughs> against <laughs> Lewis and Clark. And do you remember like how it ended? And like I was like I, I just was I was a head scratcher because they beat Lewis and Clark. Do you remember why? Do you remember what happened at the end? This is, I'm gonna test y'all's knowledge. I don't. I don't. Do you remember, remember. why they? No idea. Because oh, I was like, what did, how did they win? Because I would think the movie would be how they lost, but they won. But it was so nuanced. They they never went back. They stayed. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, let's stay. You know, it's like this beautiful the Pacific Ocean, and they just stayed. And so Lewis and Clark, they come in like just like a few seconds behind them, and they were like, well, all right. And they went home. <laughs> they were the first. Thinking that's probably not historically yeah, accurate exactly. based on this book. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man. The Pacific was not that was it was I, not kind to him. That's the, I just want to tell you how funny that movie is. That's the second time I thought about that movie today. We were had a, we had a baptism today, and they were they were talking about cleaning up the baptistry and like making sure there was nothing. I don't know if y'all anybody out there know church work, but like, I, I know which joke you're going through there. For you the movie, remember yeah. Farley when like he had to do that bath, and he said this because I remember thinking like I I'd, I'd be the guy that would take the get baptized, and there'd be like a dead bird in there afterward. That's why you know you want like to make sure it's clean beforehand. But you remember he was so he. 
he was so like bad hygiene. He took a bath, and it looked the bucket was like flies all over. Remember what he said? You he said some of those flies were already there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the flies were there already. <laughs> he said some of them. Though. Yeah. That was so good, man. Farley, what a great, what a great comedian. Okay, so back to um, Undaunted uh, Courage. Is that your? Is that the first that you've read of Ambrose, or did you ever read Band of Brothers? No, I didn't. Okay. No, this yeah, this is the first one I've read from him. So. I, I I listened to Band of Brothers, and I it it felt like like I said, it was it was abbreviated. And having watched the series, I, I knew the things were so, going to happen. So but, was the book version of Band of Brothers? Was it did it precede the miniseries, yes. or did the miniseries come first? Yeah, I think that they yeah, the, they the made the miniseries off okay. of all the books. Yeah, based yeah. on the book. And I'm telling you, it, it made me want to watch it again. The book was so good, even though it was like a bridge five hour version of it. But man. It, the, the details of that it's unbelievable what they all went through and I imagine there's probably some things oh yeah <laughs> similar is, in this book yeah it's in, it's nuts um own band of brothers though if you got some time in your own YouTube there are interviews with Dick winters from where he was making like um, he was basically talking about working with Ambrose to write the book um, some pretty good stories really? and some of the things in the series that you think might not be true they are absolutely true yeah, yeah. What a, what a hero. Um, yeah, but Captain listening Dick to him Winters. talk and, you know, saying in his own words is, is pretty cool, too. I have to go check that out. I was actually, even before the show, me and you were uh, talking about Damien Lewis, the actor that mm -hmm. played Hamilton yep. Brothers, and he did this Shakespearean, um, uh, I guess, soliloquy uh, from Julius Caesar, where he, he's speaking as Mark Antony from the Caesar's funeral, and just what an incredible actor. Um, we do this thing, and you, if you've listened, I think you have Ramsey yep. to the podcast. We do this thing where we do a worth the read. Yep. And so uh, for your final plea of the book, tell us if we should read it, me and James should read it, and what's the, if, if so, why? Yeah, so for sure it's worth the read. It is an investment. Like I said, 600 pages, five, 500 and something pages. Um, so if you like history, um, it, it does a really good job of setting the context of what, like, so buying the Louisiana Territory and spending the money to, to have this expedition was a big deal. And so there's a whole lot of um, political context that he goes into, um, to, talking about Thomas Jefferson and John Adams. You know, they were at each other's throats about how the government should be run. And Jefferson basically put himself out there um, going against some of the things that he actually talked about because he believed so much in it. Um, so that's really good. Like, it's really good to get that, that context. The journey itself, you know, it's, it's a biography of Lewis, but the main thing is is the expedition, and it's insane. It's eight thousand miles um, is 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 how far they went, wow. um, and two and a half, almost three years, I think, is is what it took. Um, and you know, so yeah, for sure that that is interesting. And then you know, the last part of the book is just. A little sad, but you know, it, it definitely is worth a read. It's a good book. Yeah, well, that uh, you've convinced me. And when you said Jefferson and Adams, I was I was sold right then. I've yeah. been reading a lot of uh, biographies on the Earth founding fathers, and I guess I didn't realize where it was on the timeline when you said he was born. You know, right at the start of the world, that it you yep. clicked in me. It's like, well, so those early yep. presidents are going to be yep. over he, this. I think seventeen seventy four. I think is when he was born. Um, mm. So you know, the revolutionary. You know, it was starting to happen right. at that point. Already. Very cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm 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 sold. I've already put it on. I placed a hold on Libby. Um, I'll be listening to it hopefully in the next few months. Uh, that's great. What we do now, Ramsey? You, like I said, you're familiar with the format. Chime in at any point later. We're talking about these books. Um, James, you want to go next? You uh, you've got um, an interesting book. I, I don't know if I can talk about this book on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> tell us uh, tell um, us the title and, and uh, the, the the title of the book I read this week is Taboo: Ten Facts That You Can't Talk About. Oh. Uh, and the author is Wilfred Riley. Okay. Um, 
So like I said, I don't know if I can talk about this book without getting in trouble. You may have some heavy editing to do. Well, you know, I've, I've, I've had to uh, take the scalpel to your foul mouth before. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably going to have to before this uh, podcast gets out. Ramsey gets a few more uh, Melly Love in so, so, okay, so give me the... So, like, so Riley is a, I think he's a sociologist, an African-American. Ladies and gentlemen, sorry for the interruption, but as you just noticed, James's mic skipped ahead, and we did not catch this during the recording. It was only in the post-editing process that I picked it up, and since it did not happen in editing, there's no way I could go back and record it. We cannot recre- recreate that three-person podcast in post, and it went on for about seven to eight minutes, pretty much James's whole description of this book. And so instead of leaving in there, I wanted to leave just a piece of it in there, that way you know what it sounded like and how frustrated it would have been to try to listen to that. I'm not exactly sure if the signal was going in and out. It wasn't a battery-powered mic. Uh, it was hooked up to a power source. The other mics were very similar that we were using. I'm not sure what happened. So again, our apologies to our listeners. And James, you just have proven yourself a prophet. You said there would be a lot of editing done on this part. <laughs> and you were right, and not for the reasons you thought you would be right. Um, but I will play a, a, a snippet <laughs> of, of how it clipped together some of mine and Ramsey and yours dialogue because I thought it was funny. I'm going to play that snippet, and then we're going to jump ahead into uh, the ending of James's book review as it... Um, worked itself out for some reason and you could get a full uh, understanding of what he was saying thank you and back to the show stopping right now chapter he says a sane immigration poll you know how the u.s is immigrant racism to defend not all the like left-leaning presidents we've even had clinton uh, like obama day. right there's like we need a strong board makes a country is a secure border <laughs> right. Right. be conservative right. to think that it's just to show that it, he's he's not all one side has nothing positive to offer you open to being convinced they might could be convinced sounds like, like if you go out picking a fight though it'd be a good book to have some statistics <laughs> it would if you're for something to to use in that next argument that you have with a leftist <laughs> then yeah. you want to read this book yeah okay okay so yes worth the read if you're interested in political yeah, and, and it, it's not a real long book. You know, it's 220 pages or so. So, you know, okay. you can get through it pretty quick. It's not a big time investment. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll check it out. Uh, and that was a Libby book as well? Uh, yes. Okay, very good. All right, well, then I'm going to close it out, and I want to talk about um, this book. It's called Seeking Allah and Finding Jesus. And I had a little bit of a, uh, on, the, uh, on the road this week, and... Um, I listened to it on the way down there uh, to Florida. It was uh, it was through Libby. His, the, the author's name is Nabil, and I'm going to butcher the last name. It's Korish, I think, Korishi. Um, and it was a very interesting take on uh, a conversion um, story. And so most of the conversion stories that I read biographically are usually like an atheist, like a Lee Strobel, which I, if, you haven't li- if you haven't read that, it's a classic. Um, it's the case for Christ in which he's a, he's a journalist. I think he worked for the Chicago Tribune or something like that, and he just applied his journalistic uh, mind to re- reviewing, honestly reviewing the evidence of Christianity, and he went to seek to disprove it, and he became a, a, a believer because of it. So I've read books like that. Um, C.S. Lewis has one called Surprised by Joy, and it, it uh, uh, basically accounts for his conversion experience. He was an atheist, very intellectual. Uh, this is the first uh, experience that I read where it was a devout Muslim came to Christ. Um, and uh, it was very interesting to, to hear his, uh, his reasoning behind it. It wasn't that you had to convince him that, you know, that God exists. You really had to convince him 
Not even that Jesus existed. Uh, if you know anything about Islam, they yeah, believe. They yeah, they don't think that's not true. Right. They think right. he's a prophet, yep. good teacher. Um, and so it's a very interesting, uh, it's a very interesting journey. And so um, I found it, I, I found it interesting because of the apologetic nature. I like to read up apologetics. Um, and he was, some of his early uh, on, he talked about, how he would argue with Christians as a, as a teenager in high school and how none of them could really give him good answers to his questions. He was literally trained from an early age to how to poke holes in, in Christian doctrine and theology and things of that nature. And so we, he, he's an intelligent kid. He's not just some... Uh, um, you know, kid living on the street. He was, I think he was in college, was pre-med, and he went on to be a doctor, or he was going to be a doctor. Um, and he, he, he encountered on, do they have forensic teams? Is that right? I want to say that right. I think it was like a, like almost like a debate team, but they did forensics. I want to say that that's, he met this other kid and he was a Christian and uh, kind of met his match um, when it come to apologetics and that journey. Um, it was, it was pretty special. And the, what I, and I found it moving on an emotional level. Like I, I was in tears at, at, at one point because it wasn't just, if you're an atheist and become a Christian, you know, obviously it's a huge life change. But for this young man, it was, it meant disownment from his family. Like his, and not only that, not only would it make him live a different life, like his family would be shamed, like in the community. It would be like a horrible, like one of the worst things that could happen for your son to renounce Islam and become a Christian. And depending on how extreme your faith, now he wasn't from an extreme faith, but I mean, literally. That makes him an infidel, right? Right, makes yeah. him, and like they are literally commanded to kill him. And and some of the, the things that got him on that was this, him and his friend would research um, the life of Muhammad, and uh, he started peeling back some of the, you know, he was holding... Um, Islamic history, uh, he was he was not scrutinizing it as much as he would Christian history, and when he realized that there was much more, uh, what's uh, academic study and research that could verify some of the Christian or the events of life of Christ and some of the earliest writings of Muhammad were less than savory or less than uh, positive, it it was like torture for him. And so, on my worth to read, I would say if you like apologetics, it's really really good. But the personal thing got me. Like his his story, um, I really think God gave him a few dreams, and the dreams that he got, especially the first dream, it's it's really well done. So I would I, I would recommend that. Uh, any comments, gentlemen? Y'all are <laughs> just <laughs> looking just, at me, just letting you monologue here. <laughs> um, let me ask this: anybody are y'all interested in apologetics at all? You ever read any apologetics or defending uh, of the faith, Christian? You know faith? It, that that's something that I do enjoy reading. But it's not one of those that I just dive into. Uh, you know, we were talking, uh, me and Ramsey were talking before we started recording about how, you know, I'll read a couple of books and I'll just go down a rabbit hole right. sometimes. But but apologetics is not is not something I've ever just dove down the rabbit hole. Yeah. I still, it's, I find it's something more interesting. I like I like debate. Obviously, yeah. my friends, you know, can attest to this. I like arguing, and so I got into apologetics just literally on like YouTube debate channels, and I love that. And so that's more of the apologetics that I that I get into. But I found when I find somebody that I really like and they produce a work, um, I enjoy the reading. And like I said, this being biographical, he talked about like I, I come away with more working knowledge of of Islam than I had before because he genuinely believed it and he, he really does a good job of not presenting it like he don't make a straw man and just like tear it down this kid believed all of it mm -hmm. and he saw it as beautiful and he and he 
portrayed it as beautiful. I mean, it was like, I can get it. I get the appeal. You know, he was, they were, they were very moderate in their faith, but, um, his journey, like I said, it was good. The apologetics part of it, because he was very scientific is very, his mind was brilliant, but the, the, the personal, uh, struggle that he had was, it, 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 it impacted me. So I would say worth the read, worth the read on that one. And it was on Libby. So, you know, one thing you said there kind of made me think, um, something that most of us are guilty of at, at some time or another. And you said that he would actually start to look back at, at some of the things he had learned about Islam. Right. But, you know, a lot of times when we when we hold a position or hold an opinion, and, we, and you know, this kind of goes back to the Adam Grant book that I talked about in episode one, uh, when we're set on something, a lot of times we won't go back and, and even look at things that challenge it. We will just kind of challenge things that oppose it, but right. we don't ever critically look at our right. own opinions again. right. right. And so I, I thought that's kind of, you know, he had to do that there. He did. And, and the thing is, like, there were a couple, like, what I liked about it, and this is what gives me hope when we talk about evangelism. We talk about, you know, people coming to Christ. What gives me hope is, like, if, if you're a sincere seeker, like, there are answers for you to find. Like, some people don't want to know. You know, they're just happy and content with whatever faith, that, you know, they, they were raised in. But this guy really started digging down. And he and, and it kind of convicted me as a, as a Christian. It's like, am I having these difficult conversations with people that are seeking that God is maybe dealing with in some dreams and leading to these conclusions? But there was a few of them where um, he would go to these meetings, and they wouldn't be even at churches. They'd just be like house meetings where they were going to, all right, Nabil is going to talk about Islam, you know, for 45 minutes, and then he's going to take questions from us. And, like, and it, would, it got to the point where he, like, brought his dad, and his dad's, like, this hero in his eyes of all the, you know, the, the readings and the, uh, the writing of Islam and stuff like that and like it was it was very like I said liking debate like I have it was it appealed to me so, so where was he in the U.S. when this was happening yeah his dad was actually uh work he was in the na- uh, naval uh not let's see what it what it was. he was stationed they were stationed in Scotland so the book starts I think he's in Scotland but they're Pakistani Okay. So they're Pakistani Muslim, and he was working for the U.S. Uh, the U.S. Navy. He was based in Scotland, and then they come to Virginia, and as and it happened right as he was entering his uh, teenage years in high school, and so then the rest of the story unfolds in the United States. So that was that was kind of uh, kind of where where it ended there. Um, today has been a great episode. We're right over thirty minutes. Uh, I could talk to Ramsey and James for hours, and we've already talked for a little bit before this. We'll probably talk a little bit after this, uh, guys. Any parting thoughts or questions or comments? Um, uh, Ramsey, let me ask you this: Well, we got you here. I don't know when we'll have you back on because I won't, I would love for you to, uh, to be a more regular. Uh, uh, this become a more regular thing. Give us. Won't you be an ombudsman for just a little bit? Tell us what we're doing right and tell us what we're doing wrong. I know you have opinions. <laughs> tell us what I can do to make this show better. I don't have opinions. I'm I'm just this meek person sitting over here listening. <laughs> Why is everybody laughing? I don't understand. I, I thought he was fixed to say, I don't have opinions. I have facts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been more more apt. Now, so um, I listened to the first couple episodes, and then when I when we agreed that I was going to come on, then I, I listened to to the other episodes you put out. I mean, it's it's fine. So you guys actually did the opposite of what I would do. Um, you've scaled it back, and you're talking less about the book. I actually would talk more about the book. Okay. You like? Uh, let me ask you this: yeah. We have kicked around this idea about possibly reading the same book and doing a deep dive review. Yeah. 
Would you? That'd be something you'd be. In, yeah. Okay. We're just worried that maybe like if we talk about it so much that nobody would want to read the book after. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, if you're, you know, James said his book was 200 pages long. You can cover that whole book in a, you know, in a pretty short time. Right. You pick a, yeah. a pretty in-depth book. You can, I mean, you can have a pretty good conversation without spoiling the whole Awesome. Thing. Well, let me ask you this while we have you on right now. Can we get you committed to come back if we all three read the same book? And yeah, I'll, I'll like do you read a book yeah. with us and do like a like a deep dive book review yeah. on something? Okay, awesome. We'll do that. Like a good time. Maybe I'll pick it out. Maybe we'll do some Russian lit and do some Dostoevsky. <laughs> we'll figure out something. Okay, well, this has been Pros Before Bros. If you haven't already, please subscribe. We're actually on Apple now, um, or on the Apple Podcast system, so please uh, subscribe there. Leave us a review. Um, we're also on Google. Anchor, Spotify. Uh, on the Anchor site, it's really, really cool. Um, we'll link it in our description. You can go there and uh, leave us a voicemail, and we have the uh, capability to bring your voicemail on the show as long as you don't cuss like James does. Then it's <laughs> <laughs> That's an inside One joke. day this record will be right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. Well, thank you for listening today. God bless. We'll check you next time.